Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Dear, dear listeners, I have something wonderful for you today that I promise will instill and uplift your spirits. Something that will make you feel seen, something that will make you feel less alone and more understood. This thing, dear listeners, this thing that I have to share with you is something that I believe is one of the best uses of technology to advance our species. This is something that is so pervasive and therefore so resonant with all of us that I demand that you stop everything right now and listen to me closely. Are you listening? The thing I want to share with you today is a stunningly honest podcast hosted by two angel-hearted adults with enough life experience to make your mother blush. This podcast is based on a very, very old style of journalism, and this journalism variety features two key players, a reader, which is also the writer, who writes a letter to the paper addressed to one particular editor, asking a personal and often very poignant question, the kind of intimate question that is detailed enough for the keen observer to be able to detect its author. These letters are published, of course, in the paper once a week with an additional bounty of text following the letter. And this text is always simply and tersely well-versed, offering empathetic and practical advice from a completely unbiased party. It's an advice column, to put it another way. It's a Dear Abby or Ask Amy or whatever, whoever is there to answer questions with loving kindness and without being a judgmental asshole, like many of us can be, unfortunately, and especially when it comes to those we care about. It can be a real challenge to offer unbiased advice that doesn't somehow lean in a direction that either serves you, conveniences you, or makes you more comfortable. In short, it's it's the friend who who doesn't judge you or or a parent who can give give you advice without cringing at the situation or a really, really good therapist. This podcast is empathy at its finest. And the name of this wonderfully helpful show is Dear Sugars. Now, the gist of the show is that people write in and ask for advice, usually in the form of a question or a few questions. Should I do this or that? Or does this mean what I think that it means? And so on. And the hosts, Cheryl and Steve, are then prompted to offer their keen and empathic advice. While still sugar-coated to a degree, it's not ignoring the truth of the matter. It's being frank while still maintaining a very high level of respect for the subject matter, no matter the subject matter, be it cats or herpes or business or anal sex, they read the letter with dignity 
and offer their noble and well-thought advice. The quote on their website puts it pretty succinctly in that, and I quote, Dear Sugar feels all your questions, no matter how deep or dark, and offers a radical empathy in return. I'll say radical empathy indeed. And I'll also say to you, dear listeners, that you need to listen to the show. It's a surprisingly soothing exercise to listen to listen to people respectfully debate and discuss the situation of a complete stranger. Surprisingly soothing. Cheryl and Steve treat their subject matter with the loving kindness that one would show a dying child. And because they are so kind with their words, it is soothing in nature, completely soothing to your ears, to your mind, to your spirit, soothing. Now, I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with that syndicated radio show, Delilah After Dark, but it's kind of sort of similar to that when it comes to, not to the subject matter per se, but to the feeling of the show. Delilah tried really hard to create a safe comfortable space for for listeners to join her in and to share with her and call in requesting a song based on the raw emotions that they were feeling at the time. Now, I, having been a reformed, hard-ass, and overly ego-driven person historically, I have loathed this Delilah person. Perhaps now, if I listened, I might find myself enjoying her, but I'm not entirely sure. What I am sure of today right now is that Dear Sugars is a wonderful podcast that offers both a female and a male perspective, even sometimes colliding perspectives that give us guidance and, most important, reference to the problems that we all face in life. And I want to focus on that reference piece for a moment. This is a key and very important element that is often overlooked in the world today. That element is reference. Reference. The action of mentioning or alluding to something. Now, we, as one human being, we only have enough time and ability to have so many experiences in life, yet we encounter situations that need us to pull from experiences we have not yet encountered and may never encounter by giving ourselves references of other real people living real lives, we are better able to prepare ourselves for the inexperience we will undoubtedly have. Now, what's a better way to find and to learn about more people and get more references? Listen to podcasts that discuss real people and give real references. You guys are so smart, and that's why you're already here with me. So let's start the show. Cheryl Strayed and Steve Almond host the show, the very well-written and well-spoken show, Dear Sugars. I think a lot of you will recognize the name Cheryl, Cheryl Strayed, not only from Dear Sugars, but from the movie Wild, starring Reese Witherspoon. It's based on the book with the same name, Wild, by Cheryl Strayed. So Cheryl and Steve have both written for the Dear Sugar column that was published on uh, Rumpus. That's the rumpus.net. Now, Steve was the original and anonymous writer who, after writing for some time, asked Cheryl to take over for him, which she did. Now, the two of them host the Dear Sugars podcast and offer their personal experience as a key insight to the questions that they answer. 
And the personal experience part is the par- is the part that really matters here, guys. I want to highlight this because it is so incredibly important to, well, to life and living your best life. I, I spoke about reference and having references before and having references to refer, refer to when dealing with a problem or a solution or a person or a relationship. And now the reason why this is so important is because we can use these references to help ourselves in our lives, not directly because because no person is going to have the same exact issue as you. You aren't going to get a direct reference. Nothing is going to be exactly the same. But instead, you're going to get a bunch, a shitload of indirect references that have a tiny bit of of the story similar to you. Or maybe or maybe some references will have 50% or 60% similarity to you. It doesn't matter the percentage. You just take the reference and you catalog it and you understand from it, take a lesson from it, file it away, and, and and hope that one day you can take all of these files out and compare and contrast all the lessons from all these references and build a wonderful, impactful, and meaningful life for yourself. To put it another way, when you don't have many references, when all you see are the same references around you, when everyone you know is eating the same food and going to the same schools and driving the same car and living in the same neighborhood, you've got yourself the same problem. You cannot thrive if we're not growing and evolving, and you cannot evolve and grow without having new and different references to pull from. That's the beauty of podcasts. That's the beauty of, of reading. You have to see more in order to be more. And I can tell you firsthand that the moment that I stopped seeing more in my life, the moment I started surrounding myself with with all the same people, that's when I began to meet my demise, a demise that wrecked me emotionally and financially, a demise that I believe 100% I could have been more prepared for, better prepared for. Thankfully, I am better prepared now and better prepared every day because I'm dedicated to finding these references outside of my own life to help and assist me for the future that I aim to achieve. And I want you to be able to achieve all that you dream of as well. I want you to have the best life, the best friends, the most love, and in order to be our best selves, We have to make sure we surround ourselves with the very best people. The people we spend the most time with in our lives are who we become, right? You are the average of the five people closest to you, good or bad, and whether or not you want to admit that the person at work who you sit right next to and also secretly hate, as much as you don't want to admit that they have an impact on who you are as a person, they do. You know, we do our best to counteract this balance by by making friends, friends that we hand select, we hand pick, friends that lift us up and make us feel good. And friendship is an incredible and vastly underrated experience. It's a relationship that we all have, hopefully have many of, yet it's shrouded in secrecy. One of the key points that Steve Allman brings up in this podcast is that friendship is as pervasive as marriage and parenting as common, yet there are no books on how to build a solid friendship or how to build a friendship that lasts. 
We simply, we simply don't highlight this relationship as one that requires maintenance. Why? Why is that? Well, Cheryl and Steve, they both believe that because friendships are voluntary, they are volatile by the same token. There is fragility there. They're tenuous and demanding. And when I found the most helpful about this episode of Dear Sugars is that they read a couple of letters from people who are wanting out of friendships that no longer serve them. And then they also interview a journalist who wrote a story about a friendship that was lost and then rekindled. And all of the friendship stories are moving and brash in ways that will probably change from listener to listener. I I found myself in many of the characteristics that they described in the letters on this episode, on this particular episode, but mostly friends who were going through something troubling in their lives, who in turn took up a lot more room in the friendship. And because I have dealt with many, many heavy things over the last 10 years, things like ending my eight-year relationship and finding out my mom is a heroin addict. And the reason I bring this up is because a lot of this show has been on the give and take of friendship. And I think that's the most challenging part of friendship. And Steve goes on to say that just because things are difficult or tough or hard with a friend, it's not always cause to end that friendship. And part of what a good friendship does is is provide a solace in those times, a mutual solace, we hope, when each friend is struggling. And I stole the show when I was struggling, when I was going through these, these different traumas that I had to deal with. And I know that I did. Uh, some of my friendships withstood that, and I was able to pay it back to the people who listened to me by listening and being there for them in their time of need. And and some friends, I feel like I'm still repaying them for that time in my life. Friends that I know, if they called me at 3 a.m., I would jump out of bed and come running for anything that they need because they've been there for me in such a big way. And there's another letter from a listener who describes a friend who is a hell of a mess, uh, a friend who was so reckless. It's it's scary to be with them, but even more scary for you to leave them by themselves and abandon them. And here, like in all the other episodes, Cheryl and Steve give great advice based mostly on personal experience and what they've witnessed. Cheryl says that she kept a lot of her friends around that were a bigger mess than her instead of confronting the fact that she didn't have her shit together. She said it was like seeing them in a bigger mess made her feel better about her. But what we all need to understand and what I certainly need to understand is that this is a friendship, not social work. And a true friendship will not feel like social work. If it does feel like work to you, then you need to ditch the friend. Real talk. Woman up and do it. And give some time and and thought into how and what you need to communicate to this person with love and kindness and listen to this show and get some good ideas. Again, you are who you surround yourself with. You're not impenetrable to your surroundings. None of us are. There are literally neurons in your brain that mirror your surroundings automatically without your knowing or doing. They're called mirror neurons, in fact. Get to know them and know that they are on every time your eyes are open. One of the ways that Cheryl and, and Steve explain in the show is that staying with a bad friend is like a version of survivor guilt, like, oh no, I'm going to have to leave this person behind. 
move on. I understand that the understand the impulse to feel guilty, but know that the truth that you have evolved and and matured past these people. And don't blame yourself. It's not your fault that you have it more together. And that's my favorite quote of the show, I have to say. It's one that I think everyone needs to remind themselves because everyone can be served from this. It's not your fault that you have it more together. I've discussed before the importance of having and maintaining new friendships throughout the course of your life. And this is what makes our lives wonderful and fulfilled is having these new and evolved and varied relationships in our lives. Yet again, we have no books on friendship for dummies. So we're all dummies. We all have to use each other here, use our ourselves and our resources as our references so we can do more good for more people most of the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and for joining me for this episode. Please let me know you like the show by subscribing and rating me. And if you're really, really into what I have to say here, then uh, tell your friends about me. Tell your mom. Moms love me. You can follow me, email me, and get all of the show notes at my website, mytalkingdollars.com. Until next time, thank you. Love you. Bye. This week's podcast recommendation is Unladylike, a podcast hosted by two women, Kristen and Caroline, who I promise are not annoying at all. This is what I have to say about this show. If you are a man, you must listen to this show. Women, I know you'll listen, but men, hey man, I need you to listen to this show. They have a mission at Unladylike. It's to make inclusive, credible media that moves. I love that. Guys, Unladylike discusses the stuff that you don't want to ask your lady friends about. Uh, The stuff you pretend to know, but you really have no idea. You will love Unladylike, and you will understand women much, much better. Guaranteed. Or your money back, which it's free, so you'll get nothing. But you also pay nothing. So get ladied and get smart.